0: Hi, everybody. These are our intro videos, so you can kind of get to know Jeremiah and myself. This one's for Jeremiah's episode. You're going to get to know him a little bit more. That way you can have some context moving forward with all of the interviews that we do. Get to know your boy. Get to know your boy. What's (laughs) goody? What's (laughs) goody? Jeremiah Rivers, everybody. Yeah. I'm super excited to do this. Me too, man. I'm excited. We spoke it to be spoken into fruition. We did. Spoke into existence. Pretty quickly, too. It was pretty wild. We haven't had enough time to think about it. You know, what's funny is the questions that I have to ask you, I don't know the answers to all of them. So I'm, same as you guys, I get to learn a little bit more about you and yeah. your background. And I mean, we've been friends for six years now. Six years. And i still things I get to We're
1: past service level unpacked. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We're past service level. We, yes, we've so. gone, We've gone deep. <laughs>
0: We have, though. So that's kind of why we decided to start this. We just had incredible conversations with people in our lives, and we felt like they were impactful enough to share them with people.
1: Yeah, I think we want to champion the people we find inspiring, the people that, you know, we even in some ways not only have relationships with, them, but look up to, or that we truly value their opinion, their expertise, and what they do. And it's going to be across all different fields. So. I'm excited to to get into it with them and learn more about them and have our viewers and audience get to be more
0: involved with who they are. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoy our guest list as much as I do. Okay, so this is your episode. What are you named after? Jeremiah is a strong name. Yeah. Where why did your parents choose that? Came more from my dad's side. It's a
1: biblical name. My grandparents grew up Baptist church four times a week whoa I feel like that was kind of maybe wanting to be instilled in some way or represented in some way through the firstborn child which I am and every kid has been baptized at the same church in Chicago west side in Maywood Baptist Church
0: were you born in Chicago no 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 I was
1: born in Milwaukee Wisconsin and uh, all the kids have been born in different cities different states which is crazy
0: okay so like where did you really grow up then everywhere
1: I mean, wherever my dad's job was, I mean, the first four years of my life, Atlanta, then two years in Los Angeles. Really? Yep. Yeah, and then New York, and then from New York to San Antonio, San Antonio to Orlando, and Orlando to Boston. And that was pretty much my childhood, adolescence, up until I went to college. Okay. So where
0: is home? Out of those places, where is, is it Boston or is it? It's Florida. Florida. Yeah. It's in Winter Park, Florida. So is that where you went to high school? Went to high school, went to Winter Park High School.
1: Cause when my dad's job got moved to Boston, we were in high school and we were rooted already. And so, so you didn't, you never moved to Boston, not full time. We moved and spent a lot of time there, you know, weeks and weeks at a time in some cases.
0: But school year was in Winter Park, Florida. When you were in Florida, I want to talk about like when you went to college, but you were. One of the top basketball players in the country.
1: Yeah, coming out of high school, I was right, I was like one top, top bas- ten. Yeah, in the country, in the country. And mm-hmm. who
0: else was in your class? Like
1: uh, Ty Lawson, Greg Oden, uh, Mike Conley. I mean, lefty Mike, Conley. Yeah, Mike Conley. Yeah. No way. Yeah, it was incredible. And you were like, where in
0: all out of all them, where where were you ranked? I mean, I was within the top ten with them. Okay, so you went to Georgetown. Went to Georgetown. Played,
1: yeah, I played with John Thompson Jr. <laughs> we had one of the best teams in the country. We were ranked, I think, top five in the nation. We had everybody on our team was good. We had Jeff Green, 13-, 14-, 15-year NBA player now, Roy Hibbard, 8-, 9-, 10-year NBA player, and a bunch of All-Americans coming out of high school joining Georgetown. When I was one of them, Vernon Macklin, Dewan Summers. I mean, we were so good. And um, we made it to the Final Four, and that was one of the most unique experiences of my life, for sure.
0: So you didn't go to the championship. And then we lost to Ooh. Greg Oden and Mike Conley. Ohio, Ohio State.
1: State. Yeah, we lost to them in the Final Four.
0: They were wild. Yeah, Did they yeah. win the national championship that year?
1: No, they lost to Florida, to Florida, UF.
0: So how many years were you at Georgetown? Two years, and then I transferred to
1: IU to Indiana. Why'd you transfer? There's a bunch of reasons. Like, I didn't really fit into D.C., East Coast lifestyle. It was just so much different. I was from the South, mostly. I was raised, a lot of my adolescence was between Texas and Florida, it was just a different energy, a different culture, a different weather pattern and you should didn't have you didn't like it. I didn't really love it and DC is it's not for college kids. It's an adult city, man. It's a like government. It's like government, it's politics, it's for grown people. I'm being like an 18, 19-year-old kid, man, it just wasn't.
0: It's like, not like being in Gainesville. No, but <laughs> like, for its college It's a college
1: town. The town is UF. Yeah. And Georgetown is just a part of DC. DC is beautiful, like for sure. Great things to do in D.C., great restaurants, great culture, but for 18, 19-year-old kid coming from Florida, like yeah. I wanted to, to go to somewhere to a, maybe a new environment where the yeah. city revolved around the college.
0: So how was your experience at Indiana?
1: We were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was a polar opposite uh, on-the-court experience than what I was used to. At Georgetown, the moment I set foot in D.C., we won. I mean, big each championship, Final Four, all of that, right? Like, biggest stage, like, you name it, I experienced it with Georgetown. On the contrast, at IU, we were barely getting seven wins the whole season. We were terrible. And it wasn't, you know, for lack of not trying, we were doing our best. You know, we weren't the most overly talented group. It was kind of a restart, if you will. The group that I was with, me, Verdell Jones, um, even Victor Oladipo was a part of that. Christian Wafford. Uh, Tom Pritchard was the revival of bringing Indiana back to glory. Hmm. You know, did you play professionally? Played professionally overseas. Um, went over to Serbia. How's that? <laughs> Serbia was Serbia was really cool because I had never spent significant my amount of time overseas, and I thought Serbia and Siberia were the same thing. For the like, for before I, I was like, S- I'm going to Serbia. I thought it was Siberia. I was today years old. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. you <figuring> that out. <laughs> Yo, yeah. So that was uh, how limited my knowledge was of like, anything outside of America. And uh, I think that was a really unique infliction point for me growing and kind of expanding my horizons culturally. Uh, Serbia was amazing. I still have a bunch of friendships over there. That I, and funny enough, uh, the team was called Mega Vizura. And on the junior team was Nikola Jokic.
0: And I didn't know nobody this knew. This is actually one of my favorite stories. Yeah, nobody and, knew. And guess who Nikola Jokic's favorite player was? Ding ding ding! You were his favorite player. Well, I was. That's crazy. He's I the best was, player in the world right now.
1: I was the first American who would come over to make a reserve and play. So uh, when my brother went and teamed up with Nikola on the Nuggets, Nikola was more excited right. that I was Austin's brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you seen Nikola since? I haven't seen him since. Like, I we didn't even know each other. I was just like the first American coming to Mega Vizura. Bringing the Riz. Bringing the Riz. You know, <laughs> bringing the Swag. I mean, it was a time where there weren't like a vast amount of Serbian players coming out to the NBA or even collegiately. It was bubbling, though. It was coming. You know, I, I, could, I could see the players. I was like, man, these players are
0: good like developing really. yeah long.
1: so it's a, it was lifelong friendships I always have and I'm so thankful for the year I spent in Serbia and then I came back uh to get surgeries on my ankles and did like a whole year recovery and I played summer league with the Knicks went to the G League for a whole year and it's just it's a grind man yeah it's like dog days you know
0: so when did basketball end
1: Basketball ended probably six months after the G League. I had failed a physical
0: initially to get What the does G that League. mean for people that, like, don't? Like, my my, my friend health Matt physical. didn't pass his with the Bulls. Yeah, health physical. No contract.
1: Yeah, so for people who don't know, you got to pass physicals, obviously, before you can go play. That's heart, that's your joints, joints, everything. And my ankles were just a mess. And they wouldn't, like, allow me to go out on the court and play.
0: Cause so you could literally be, like, really, really good. Yeah. And not pass an ankle And they assessment won't put you in the court. And no contract. No contract. Won't Whoa. put you in the courts. So when, when it ended, you talked to your dad, you get counsel. Who did you talk to about? Like, I'm yeah. about to hang it up.
1: No, I talked to my dad. He's like, so what do you want to do, man? G League team again. You want to go back overseas? And I was like, man, I'm done. I'm in too much pain. Like I had to do too much rehab before practice, after
0: practice, off days. Yeah, I've it's affecting your whole quality of life. It's affecting my Forget quality basketball. of life,
1: exactly. And the, even, like, thinking, what about in 10, 20 years from now? What does that look like for me? I want to be healthier. And so at that point, I wasn't the same player I was anyways. I wasn't nearly as good as I was and had to kind of adjust the way I played just to even have a chance to make the NBA, you know. And that was my, whole, I was like my lifelong goal since I was, like, seven years old. And I'm still surrounded by it. My dad's still... Yeah. You know he's coaching professionally. My brother's in the next hottest thing in the world. Your brother is an assistant coach now. Yeah, which my is youngest brother's awesome. an assistant coach now. Yeah, so it's just like it's always been part of my life. Well, know? that's
0: also going to be hard too to to go through that and then still be a really awesome older brother, which you are. Oh, like being grateful that your brother had an eleven-year NBA oh, career, man. that your brother yeah. is an assistant coach. Yeah, your sister's married to an NBA player. Like yeah. it'd be really hard to see all that. And then, like, still be the inspiring, awesome older brother that is stoked for your brothers.
1: Oh, that was one thing I was never willing to compromise on. Austin was the number one player in the world in high school. There was nobody hotter than Austin. I mean, Front of Slam magazine, he was just that guy, man. And that was one thing I knew. I was never going to be that jealous, hating-ass older brother I was gonna have my brother's back from the moment I saw what was coming from him. I was like, "Yo, this kid is better than I ever was. He's he's got the it factor, and I'm gonna support the hell out of this kid in whatever way he needs me to support him."
0: It's hard yeah. to do though. Like, not everyone no is no you see that of doing that exactly. You see that like inner rivalries amongst <laughs> kids. Yeah. Well, like it's crazy. Nasty, like, I guess. You, your whole family is like super tight with each other. Yeah. There yeah. are families out there where like their siblings don't talk. So seeing yeah. the way you interact with your brother is it's inspiring for me being an older brother too. Like be there for them no matter what you're going through, just be there for them. I was the first
1: person he hugged when he got drafted. Like got up, that was my, that was my dog. You're at the table. I was at the table. That's so I was in the green room in New York City. We're all suited and booted looking fresh. I got so drunk that night, by the way, like <laughs> sidebar. I was so happy for Austin and my family. And it's it was almost like a, my dad passing down the torch to me and me passing down the torch to Austin. It's your turn, man. You go run further than I could ever run.
0: Was your dad being who he is hard or awesome? Both.
1: Both. I mean, I think I look at the, it in totality is like the biggest blessing ever. But it's not all like sunshine and rainbows. Yeah exactly rainbows and butterflies you know it's not all that <laughs> yeah. all the time at least but i grew up privileged i grew up in an amazing family dynamic i had a mom and dad together living at home raising us I had a roof over my head never had to worry about having a meal in front of me but anything basketball related i earned anything basketball related austin earned anything sports related in my family they earned yeah, you your know? family is like
0: freak athletes but
1: it's easy to point the finger and be like oh you only have that because of your dad
0: and so for you that don't know Jeremiah's dad is Doc Rivers the NBA coach and NBA champion of the Boston Celtics who's mm-hmm. played in the NBA for 13
1: 14 years
0: with the he played with like Wilkins
1: Hawks, Hawks. Clippers Knicks I mean he played like prime blue like he blue was the best era team. of basketball yeah, yeah. the Ewing, best era I Isaiah Mason. Thomas like yeah
0: Okay, so that's his father.
1: It's usually people reflecting their own insecurities or their own disapprovement of you because they're too lazy to like actually do
0: the research. Or if they could actually do it, they wouldn't be talking about it. So, okay, so L.A. What brought you here?
1: Uh, honestly, always
0: had an affinity, love for music. Okay, and so for you guys watching, this is like getting to know him jeremiah curates the best playlists mm-hmm. i've ever had i went on a motorcycle trip this summer and i text him and i was like yo i need a playlist i've been listening to the same thing it's been metallica on repeat i need you right now within five minutes i, I get a text with a playlist that he literally created for me It says judah's road trip i think is what you named it trip. your yeah. playlists are crazy and the reason that they're good is it's not what's on the radio so moving forward if you continue listening to the podcast we hope that you do um, every week in our newsletter, The Menu, you'll get a specifically curated for that episode uh, playlist by yours truly, because he has the best music taste out of anyone. Oh, thank out, you, out anyone I, I love doing this. So, so that's I'm where you've always loved music. I
1: always loved music. And I was very fortunate enough to basically first week in LA, get get opportunities immediately. I know that doesn't happen. That was an outlier in terms of how most people's trajectories are and trying to pursue something they want to do or they love here in L.A. That's how
0: you get the opportunities, though. Relationships are everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Then COVID hit, and then it's kind of time to think about building something of my own and creating, which is what I love to do.
0: So you pivot from from music and what other things are you involved with now that you're passionate about and that people can learn about you? Yeah, honestly, creating
1: with a creative partner of mine, Jerry Mang.
0: Shout out Jerry. We love you. Yeah,
1: we kind of work on different projects whether it's like a, building a coffee shop together to launching clothing apparel brand to a cos- cosmetics brand. Whatever it is, it's being surrounded by people who inspire you and who are at the best of what they do. So. Yeah,
0: it's like that creative space. Yeah. Yeah. I just love to create. And so it is doesn't that matter like, what it is. So in that creativity and the creative space, it seems like you're similar to me in the sense that you don't just want to do one thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I don't know if like you can necessarily be a jack of all
0: trades, you know, because what was that quote? Like man, in, man of many trades, and master of none.
1: Exactly. But I know my calling is to create. And so for me, like whether that's creating a podcast or creating a coffee cafe, I think it's just fully seeing those things through. And I just want to create things that inspire people to go create the next best thing. And so uh, that's what I feel like my vision is or my calling is personally.
0: I love that. So talking about like in that creative space, in terms of us like starting in good company, everything, what was this, like what stemmed you wanting to create it? And why did you think that other people would enjoy or get insight to the things that you had to say or things you were experiencing?
1: I'm wanting to create a discourse with the top leaders across different industries. And, maybe create inspiration for somebody who's listening, create something that somebody could connect to, whether it's something in their childhood or something they're going through now in a relationship to something that they want to do. I felt we have a unique network and way of communicating to people where it can create that...
0: uh, Be insightful.
1: It can be insightful and create that touch point.
0: And I feel that's good company is just in our nature. the only thing better than good food is good company. Thank you guys for tuning in and learning about Jeremiah. Again, we have below in the link, there's a newsletter called The Menu, where you can find out every episode, what we're giving five stars that week, which is our favorite items that we're using, products, restaurants, stuff like that. The Song of the Week, which Jeremiah will be curating that playlist and creating. And then Movie of the Week, which we're basically going to be alternating. But the only way to get those is by subscribing. So click the link below and you'll get the whole menu.